Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With another loss to Green Bay in our rear view, the Bears look ahead to Christmas Eve when they host the Redskins and hope to close out the home schedule with a win over the former East Division champions. Will the Bears have a Merry Christmas, or will Cousins and company play the Grinch? Jen Filsinger from Hogshaven.com joins us on the Week 16 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. As the Christmas holiday quickly approaches, so does the merciful end of another disappointing season by our beloved Chicago Bears, and we cap off the home schedule this Saturday, not Sunday, because I've been toiling with that all week, this Saturday against the Washington Redskins to see if we can avenge the disappointing loss we had to them a year ago and to see if we can finish the home schedule at an even Four and four, because uh, all three of our wins have come at home uh, this season. And um, after going one and seven a year ago on the road, it would be nice to be a 500 football team uh, at home and we'll deal with the whole, you know, see if we can't win a game on the road next week against the Vikings. So uh, Hopefully we can nip that in the bud. Finish 500 at home, which is a three-game improvement over where we were a year ago at one and seven. Um, so we've 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 done better at home this year. That's one thing that we can be happier about. Uh, for any of you season ticket holders out there, uh, you know, winning one game in in seven last season that had to suck. But if you made it to all eight games this year, if the Bears can pull it off, you at least saw a 500 uh, home campaign uh, this year. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting football game. Uh, the Redskins coming off a big loss uh, on Monday to the Carolina Panthers. Um, you'll hear me talk about it in my interview. Uh, Jen Filsinger from uh, uh, hogshaven.com filling in for, for Mike Carrar. Mike had a, uh, had a dental emergency that had to uh, – so he had to have Jen sub in for him. Uh, this week we had a good conversation uh, with her. She filled in nicely uh, uh, for Mike. Uh, but we talk about it, and I was on the Hogshaven page uh, the other day, and, and all I saw were headlines like, uh, you know, it's a trap. Uh, and basically just kind of, you know, seeing that the, the, there was some kind of, there was some air of, of um, uncertainty going into this game, even though the Redskins were 7-5, and five, 
uh, seven five and one, I should say. Uh, the Panthers are five and eight, definitely on the outside looking in. You know, the the scenario for the Panthers to make it to the playoffs is one of the more ridiculous. They broke it down on SportsCenter the other day. Uh, they have to win out and finish eight and eight, and then like six or seven things have to happen in order for the for the Panthers to be able to leapfrog everyone and get into the playoff picture. So this was kind of like a foregone conclusion. The Redskins are at home. Carolina's not a good football team this year, or at least not playing good football uh, anyway. They win this game. They're able to move up in the standings. They would take over the sixth seed uh, in the NFC. They would have been ahead of. Uh, they would have been a half game better than both the Reds or than both the Packers and the Buccaneers, who are eight and six. They would have been eight, five, and one with a victory on Monday night, and it just got away from them. Carolina. Really took it to uh, the Redskins. So you know, wondering if the Redskins are reeling. Are the Bears going to actually be able to steal one from Washington this Sunday? Just because you know they won't mentally be prepared for this football game and I think that's more on the Bears will they be able to take advantage of that situation more so than whether or not the the Redskins are going to come in mentally prepared uh to play so I mean it'll be up to the Bears to take advantage of it uh you'll hear me talk about it in the interview with Jen is like the Bears have not gotten off to a fast start pretty much against anybody this season you know they're not fast starters so um it's it's at least boding well for for the Redskins that the Bears aren't going to come in and catch them with their pants down and before you know it the uh you know the Redskins are uh you know behind 14 to nothing before nobody before you know anyone's had a chance for their hot cocoa to get cold you know in Soldier Field on Saturday so you know I I worry that uh, that could be an advantage that the Bears won't be able to uh to take to take advantage of uh, on Saturday is that we have this team in the Redskins coming off this huge loss. They have to go on the road into hostile territory against the team that, no, doesn't have many wins but has been playing good football the last four weeks, you know, should be in a position to at least be 3-1, and 2-2 two and two over the last four games, would have only able to come away with one victory, you know, and are capable of beating the Redskins if not for the fact that, we're three and eleven, and we prove it just about every single week. So, um, you know, we, it, it's all there in the conversation with Jen. You'll hear just a, a few moments. Um, a few quick headlines before uh, we dive into that. Um, thanks to the losses over the weekend by the Eagles and the 49ers, the Bears' 2017 opponents have been established so we know who we're going to play and where we're going to play them obviously we have to wait until april when the nfc when the nfl releases the official schedule to find out when we're going to be playing these teams but it's the uh, afc north and the excuse me the nfc north you know i got it right the first time the afc north nfc south next year those are our two out of division conferences or out of the out of conference divisions and whatever you want to call it uh next year uh the home schedule is as usual detroit green bay minnesota and then we have cleveland and pittsburgh atlanta and carolina uh, at home with San Francisco again because they are once again the fourth place finisher in the NFC West. So we get San Francisco at home for a third year in a row. So I guess next year will be the rubber match between the two teams uh, to see and you know see if they schedule it for Week 13 on December 6th or, or whatever. 
uh, next year to see if they put it on the same weekend again um, next season. And then the away schedule, obviously Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. At Baltimore, Cincinnati on the AFC North side. At New Orleans, at Tampa Bay, and Philadelphia being the other fourth-place finisher in the NFC East. That is our away schedule next year. So Baltimore, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Philadelphia on the road uh, next year. So just right off the bat, it doesn't look that daunting, this schedule. You know, it really doesn't. San Francisco, uh, San Francisco and Cleveland, the two worst teams in football right there. Um, you know, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. You know, we were 2-1 we're and one in the division at home this year. We beat Detroit and, and Minnesota when we should have beaten Green Bay, let's be honest. Um, you know, we played all three of those guys tough at home this year. We beat two of them, so, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, Atlanta and Pittsburgh are, are the only games on the home schedule that kind of worry me for next year. And then on the road, Baltimore is tough. Cincinnati is tough at home. New Orleans in the Dome, tough. We're going back to Tampa Bay where we just got our asses handed to us and Philadelphia. These are all places that the Bears do not have a good history at on the road. So the road schedule looks, looks rather daunting. The home schedule, on the other hand, you know, Looks pretty good, at least. So we'll we'll have to wait and see how that all turns out. But that's the 2017 uh, schedule as it stands right now. Uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Carolina, San Francisco, and the rest of the NFC North at home, and then on the on the road, Baltimore, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Philadelphia, along with our divisional uh, away games. So. That's the uh, the schedule. And then um, disappointing news, albeit not that surprising, the 2017 Pro Bowl rosters came out this week and nary a bear on the list. So no one made the cut, not Josh Sitton, not, uh, not Cody Whitehair, not even Jordan Howard um, or Akeem Hicks, probably the most deserving player uh, that we have on the team. Uh, right now and when I went through and and as like obviously nobody made the actual Pro Bowl team but when I went through that was the more disappointing part none of them were alternates or at least the uh, I was on I think a bleacher report dot uh, com and um, the quote-unquote known known uh, alternates list so like the first tier of alternates no bears on the, you know on the first list uh, at all either so not looking like anybody's going to the Pro Bowl, but a lot of things can change. Teams making the playoffs, team making deep playoff runs. We'll see uh, who ends up uh, taking their places. I think I like uh, guys like um, well, like Jordan Howard and especially Akeem Hicks. I think those should be the guys that should be first up uh, for alternates, people sitting out the, the Pro Bowl for injuries or whatever the uh, the reason may be. And maybe even Cody Whitehair sneaking in there uh, as well. So, I mean, he's had a very good rookie campaign. Jordan Howard, as we all know, broke 1,000 yards this past week against uh, Green Bay. And Akeem Hicks, from an in, you know, from a, basically from an interior defensive line position, seven and a half, eight sacks on the season, not exactly easy for an interior lineman uh, to do. And he's been one of the more dominant players uh, the Bears have had on defense consistently. Uh, this year so I would say he's probably the most deserving guy uh, when it comes to the Pro Bowl 
uh, this year. So hopefully he can sneak in there uh, as an alternate. But as it stands right now, the actual Pro Bowl roster and the the roster list of of alternates that I was that I saw did not include one single bear uh one of six teams not to include a pro bowler the most surprising on that list would be the detroit lions no matt stafford or anybody like that um you know uh having a you know matt stafford an mvp candidate and for the most part not included and i I think he's on the alternate list but he's not on the actual uh pro bowl uh roster so have to uh wait and see how that's going to uh turn out uh there but it's like the bears the jaguars the browns the lions the saints and i think the jets maybe so five of the worst teams in the nfl and the lions don't have pro bowl players uh this season so the raiders actually led the charge with seven players this year so definitely a reflection of the 11 and 3 season that those guys are having so um so I think that's it for for news that we have uh, for this week. The 2017 schedule is basically determined. We know who we're playing and we know where, but we don't know when. We find that out later on in April uh, when they release the schedule uh, officially. So I think, uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and dive in. Let's bring in Jen Filsinger and uh, introduce her to you, to you guys, our new Hogs Haven representative, at least this time around, and, uh, you know, have her on. And then let's preview this game between our beloved Chicago Bears and the Washington Redskins in the Chicago Bears home finale. <laughs> To join us in helping us preview this game between the Bears and the Redskins, which seems like it's become an annual affair, we had to go into the bullpen. Mike Arar had to make a visit to the Tooth Fairy for some reason uh, today, so we got uh, calling in uh, Jen Filsinger, also from Hogshaven, to help fill in. Jen, thanks so much for filling in, and welcome to the Chicago Bears Review. Thanks so much for having me. So since you are new to the show, I did warn you uh, before that we do like to find out things about our new guests so first question is you know where are you from like where do you live right now because i found over time that a lot of the sb nation writers don't actually live in the market that they're representing like one of my favorites Lori Lattimore volkman huge broncos fan lives in south carolina so i don't understand how that works but you know that's how it is so where do we call home these days uh, home for me is Northern Virginia, so I'm actually one of the rare people in my market, uh, born and raised just outside of D.C., and now I live a little bit further out in Northern Virginia, out in the country. Right, so you're actually the exception to the rule, oddly enough, <laughs> that you actually live uh, in the area. Mike is another one of the exceptions, but uh, uh, nonetheless. So um, have you been a fan all your life? Was it something that you grew into, or how did that work for you? Uh, I've grown up around football. My brother's played. My dad's coached. I've been involved with league fall. Uh, so just being around it and being around Redskins games my whole life. I uh, was a season ticket holder for a few years. And then we went through some depressing seasons without very many wins. Uh, so walked away from that for a while. But I've been a fan uh, as long as I can remember. Fantastic. So that makes two of us uh, 
on that. And then finally, uh, I gave you a few seconds because I warned you ahead of time. Do you have a favorite Redskins moment? Mine would have to be one of the live moments about two years ago. We were at the Redskins game in December against the Giants. And uh, it's about to not be a secret, but I'm married to the enemy. I am married to a Cowboys fan. It's rough. This isn't especially. Uh, But he needed the Redskins to win and the Giants to lose on his birthday. And we have video of him in his Dallas gear cheering for the Washington Redskins and clapping along to hail to the Redskins after a touchdown. So uh, that one goes in the memory books. Wow. Wow. That's that could probably get you killed in Dallas, couldn't it? That's all right. It was good memory for everybody involved. Right. Right. Okay. so so let's talk about these Redskins uh, of yours. It's week 16 of the season practically over, but it has been somewhat of a streaky year uh, for the Redskins. They started off 0-2, people thinking, okay, they're not going to be able to replicate what they did last year in 2015. Then over the next eight games, they go 6-1-1, including a four-game winning streak. But now you're, you've lost three out of the last four, and it seems like this loss to Carolina on Monday night may have taken the playoffs out of reach uh, for you guys. So what's been going on with the Skins this year for them to be as streaky as they've been? Redskins fans are kind of used to that streaky performance from their teams over the past couple of years. You know, they have some strong moments. Uh, they'll hit that four game win streak, like you mentioned. But at the beginning of the season, you know, fans were thinking this was going to be a train wreck. People were talking about, is Jake Gruden going to get fired? Is Kirk Cousins going to be back, you know, to start the season 0-2 after performing so well last year? Uh, Then they went on that four-game win streak. They beat both the Giants and the Eagles, so they got two NFC East wins in there. Uh, But since coming back from the bye uh, after London, they're 3-3. and They had that loss on Monday night. And Monday night football has been their kryptonite. When Redskins fans see a Monday night football game on the schedule, you know, they know that it's likely going to be a loss and it's the inconsistency I think that has people questioning Jay Gruden as a coach questioning Kirk Cousins as the quarterback you know is this the duo that's going to be able to lead this team to success when they can't manage to string together more than a quarter of a of a season of success Right. So, I mean, coming into that Monday night game, it, is it just their history on Monday night? Because I saw on SportsCenter, including this loss to Carolina, they're 1-16 at home since like 98 on Monday night football. So pretty much playing at home on Monday night's a guaranteed loss, including the season opener against the Steelers to start off the uh, start off the year. That was another home loss on on Monday Night Football, but I was reading headlines like it's a trap and it's set up for the Redskins to succeed, but will they kind of thing on the Hogshaven page. What was it that made you guys so wary of this game against Carolina? Is it the streakiness of the year? Is it that this is where the Redskins usually let you guys down, or was it something that Carolina was bringing to the table that made you guys nervous? I think it's the combination of those things. I mean, one, knowing that Monday Night Football is not a strength for this team uh, certainly doesn't help. And then you have to worry about Carolina. You never know what Cam Newton's going to do. Um, there's a reason he was the MVP last season, even though Carolina's coming into this game six and eight, or at the time five and eight. Um, they've come out with those those wins. Um, Kirk Cousins has had trouble getting the running game going to complement his 
his efforts through the air. And so when they had, I believe it was 29 yards on the ground, uh, fans knew that this had the potential to be a game where they really struggled. So, I mean, what's what's happened in the last month or so? I mean, because a month ago, I was watch happily, by the way, happily watching the Redskins destroy the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. And here they were, you know, one of those fringe teams there. If the season ends today, they're in the playoffs. A month later, they're, they're in that third column on the right. They're on the in the hunt column, and they need help in order to make the, the playoffs. Now, what's changed in the last four weeks? I think injuries have played a big part in this. Um, it's no secret that Kirk Cousins' security blanket is Jordan Reed. You know, he got his first Pro Bowl nod this year. He arguably should have had one uh, in the past for his threat as a tight end. Um, but with his shoulder injury, he's been out for concussions this year. And with him going out, um, he was essentially a non-factor in the Carolina game, even though they lined him up. It was for nothing more than a decoy. Um, and the the secondary and the defense has been decimated by injuries this year, but they're adding up in the past couple of weeks. Um, Will Compton, starting linebacker, has been out. Quentin Dunbar is now out. Sua Cravens is now out. And they just don't have enough talent to keep up with the losses that they've had in the past couple of weeks. Um, And with Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator, who a lot of fans are calling for his head on a silver platter, um, he doesn't seem to have the answers for the weaknesses that this team is showing in defense. So looking forward to Saturday, um, on paper and, you know, just uh, on, on talent, I would suppose just right off the bat that the Redskins are going to be the better team on the field on Sunday. But because of the loss on Monday, they've lost three out of four. It looks like things are kind of dwindling down on the Redskins. Are the Bears going to catch the Redskins sleeping this weekend or do you think they're going to be able to bounce back? I think I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll be able to bounce back. I don't think that they will come out as flat on Saturday as they did on Monday. You know, I can't think of back-to-back weeks where the Redskins have come out completely sleeping um, as they seem to be doing on Monday. I like the matchup that the Redskins have with their offense through the air against Chicago's defense. Uh, I like Pierre Garçon and I like Deshaun Jackson. Jameson Crowder has been a great complement to those two receivers. Um, and our rushing game, hopefully can get going a little bit more. I know the Bears have been giving up over 100 yards on average on the ground uh, or more per game. So that gives Robert Kelly a chance with Chris Thompson to really give Kirk Cousins some balance. When all the pressure falls on Cousins, he doesn't seem to do as well. But when the running game can get going and open up some options, uh, that gives Cousins a chance. But I will say I'm a little concerned about uh, Chicago's rushing game against Washington's defense because that has been a weakness for the Redskins this season. So Jordan Howard could possibly have a big day this uh, Saturday. I keep wanting to say Sunday, but because of the holiday, it's on Saturday (laughs) uh, this week. So this weekend, Jordan Howard could have a good day. You know, the Redskins didn't have much of an answer for Ezekiel Elliott. And looking at the matchup, I noticed how closely Howard's numbers, especially yards uh, per attempt, kind of match up with Elliott's from the Cowboys, and that's not a good sign for Washington. 
how is the the pass protection? Because if there's one strength that the Bears do have on the defensive side, I mean, the secondary, as you mentioned, that does scare the hell out of me right off the bat. But, you know, uh, Leonard Floyd, Pernell McPhee, Willie Young, Akeem Hicks up front um, have do, been doing a good job getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on. How's the offensive line been handling pass protection this year? The offensive line has been pretty stout this year, and it's really helped – Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's had the third fewest sacks in the NFL thanks to the O-line and they had two players named to the Pro Bowl. Trent Williams, his fifth straight Pro Bowl, even with his suspension this year uh, for substance abuse issues. And then kind of surprising to me, Brandon Sheriff, our right guard, uh, getting the nod to the Pro Bowl. So they've held up pretty well. I think the weakness for the Redskins is at right tackle. Morgan Moses uh, is not their strongest player and he's battled through some injuries this year. So I would think that he might need a little bit of help uh, if the Bears are able to get a really strong pass rush going. And just to look ahead to 20 to 17 is, you know, are you are you confident number 1 that Gruden will be back for 2017? Yes, I fully okay. believe Gruden will be back. I think there might be some changes, you know, with defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, and I don't think McVay will get any interviews yet for a higher position, the offensive coordinator. Uh, but I think Gruden will be back. Now, do you think Cousins will be back? Because like you said, it's been a streaky up and down year. Fans aren't uh, quite, you know, celebrating the return of Cousins as they were about a year ago at this time. Is uh, Kirk Cousins going to be back? And, and, you know, what do you expect the Redskins to do if he's not? I think he will be back because I don't think there's a better option for them right now. Um, if you look around the league in terms of the quarterbacks that are likely to become available at the end of the season, you've got Sanchez, Hoyer, Fitzpatrick, Gabbard, Glennon, Romo. Um, you know, none of those players are ones that I would choose over Kirk Cousins. Now, and the Redskins aren't likely... Oh, and oh, you know, no, no, you guys go ahead and keep him in Chicago. <laughs> but thanks for the offer. No problem. Um, you know, I don't think any of those players are players who can surpass what Kirk Cousins has the ability to do. Glennon might be a little bit cheaper, um, but the Redskins know Cousins, and I don't think they'll be afraid to tag him again if they have to. And I don't think they'll be high enough in the draft to pull someone uh, for next year, for next season. And you also don't see them making another Robert Griffin trade to move up and try? No. I think uh, hopefully they've kind of learned their lesson from that. And Scott McLuhan also doesn't seem too anxious to mortgage so many draft picks to move up for a player. Well, all I can say to that is welcome to my world um, <laughs> as far as the quarterback situation is concerned because – Love him or hate him, Jay Cutler is the best option that we've had here in Chicago. I mean, and it's been like since year two that people have been wanting Cutler out of town and all that kind of stuff. And the question has always been, who can they go out and get? Who out there is going to come in here and be better than Jay than, you know, and be and serve for the Bears? So that's kind of the game that you guys are playing right now. It's like, well, Cousins hasn't had the best season, but could you imagine somebody who on the market would be better for us than the guy that we already have? Exactly. You need that, you know, chances of getting that top tier quarterback are slim to none. There's only five top five quarterbacks in the league. So you need someone who's serviceable, who can run your run your game for your team. 
but the budget is where it comes into play. Can you manage to pay that player within the cap uh, and still build enough around them? Because Washington's defense needs an overhaul in this offseason and needs a lot of attention. Where specifically do you think they need to focus on? Is it pass rush? Is it the linebackers and secondary? I can't imagine the secondary. You just dropped $75 million on Josh Norman. <laughs> you know, they have Josh Norman back there, but they don't have much else back there. Um, D'Angelo Hall is a great leader, but this is the second season in a row he's gone out to injury. Um, the other starter was Bruton Jr., and he went out to injury this year. Quentin Dunbar's made a pretty nice shift from wide receiver. Uh, it's playing in the secondary, but there aren't enough strength. There isn't enough strength back there. Um, I think they also need to invest in a nose tackle. Chris Baker slid into nose tackle this season. He's really gotten some push up front, but that's not his natural position. He'd much rather prefer to be on the end. Uh, so they need to get a big, strong player who can help that rush up front. All right. So... You don't think that the psyche is damaged enough, like they're resilient as far as their, you know, their, their mind game is concerned to be able to rebound on Saturday and, and against the Bears in Chicago? I think that they can pull it together. I don't think they're going to go out and embarrass themselves twice in a row uh, like they did this past Monday night. You've got players, you know, playing. Cousins still has a lot to prove. Uh, you have players like Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon who are trying to show you know, just how valuable they are to this team because both of those guys are in uh, contract years and there's debate about who the Redskins should bring back, if they should bring them both back. So there are a lot of players who have pride and reputation and stats on the line uh, and money on the line to make a big show these last two games. Well, I got to be honest with you. Um, even if they are psychologically damaged, unfortunately, my beloved Chicago Bears are not known for being fast starters. So the Redskins will have an opportunity to work themselves into the game uh, eventually if the Bears can't knock them off the pedestal uh, early. Because I was reading uh, earlier today that one of the problems that the Redskins have has been slow starts. Well, the Bears are notorious for it so maybe the first quarter will be boring as hell and then whoever shows up first in the second quarter will probably be running away with the game exactly this might be the game where you want to defer to the second half and start the second half with the ball because that'll be when the action picks up for both of these teams very well and and how they played a lot of close games this year have they been able to close them out um or is that why you're seven six and one instead of eleven and three you know the defense has done a about as well as it can in terms of closing out games. They've had several uh, shutouts for quarters and for halves, um, but it's the offense being able to keep up and put away those close games to put touchdowns on the board instead of field goals um, and to make sure field goals go on the board. There have been a couple games within a touchdown or a field goal, and in the past couple weeks, Dustin Hopkins has been shaky. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring anybody in to at least put a little pressure on him this week and make sure that they have the stability to close out those close games and not miss out on, you know, what should be easy points for extra points and for field goals. Wow. That sounds like the bears with Connor Barth earlier this year. He's <laughs> cost us a couple of games and like, well, he's going to bring in some, some practice legs or something to push Barth. Nope. It's his job no matter what, apparently. So yeah, I, I know where you're coming from on that one. You're watching your field goal kicker fail you from time to time and the organization doesn't seem to be doing anything 
uh, about it. Nothing to even give him a little kick in the butt. Like, here's some guys that we're probably going to sign. We don't see improvement from you, but no, we're just going to let it ride and you're going to kick the ball for us no matter what. Yeah, and I mean, that was the arguably the London game where Hopkins missed the kick. Uh, had that kick been made, we'd be 8-6 and six, and we'd still be closer to the playoff hunt. So kicks have determined a lot for the Redskins this season. Yeah, even in a losing effort, I believe I'd be correct in saying that you'd be the sixth seed because you have the tiebreaker over Green Bay, who was currently the sixth seed uh, in the NFC. Uh, and over Tampa. Both Tampa and Green Bay are 8-6, and six, and we would beat out both of those teams. Yep, if we had that, that half a game. One stinking field goal, and that makes all the difference in the world. Dustin Hopkins uh, hopefully will have his game face on this weekend and make a difference. Well, it, uh, the Bears are, are, are late finishers, but unfortunately we're 3-11 and for a reason, so we're having trouble uh, closing it out. So we might make it exciting for you in the fourth quarter, but I wouldn't get too worried if I were you. <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll be able to uh, win this one and then win out with the, the last game of the season because it's going to take winning out uh, and a loss from Tampa and from Green Bay for them to get back into the playoff hunt. Is that all the help you need is losses from those two teams there? I believe that's what we need is losses from those two. Uh, Tampa plays against the Saints and then against the Panthers. Uh, They beat the Saints two weeks ago at home, uh, and the Panthers could give them a run for their money. Green Bay closes out uh, at home against the Vikings, who they lost to, and then Detroit. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot going on in your division these last couple of weeks. Yes, I was just talking to my Green Bay guy uh, last week, and he was uh, rather confident that – you know, that uh, Rodgers is going to look like a genius again because he said we're going to have to run the table when they're four and six, and now they're two two games away from actually pulling it off. So, um, yeah, it's it's looking like it's going to come down to Green Bay and Detroit for the for the NFC North Week 17. So it's, uh, it is interesting, even though the Bears have nothing to do with it. <laughs> so. And you can't, uh, can't sleep on Matthew Stafford, that's for sure. That's right. So, Jen, I want to thank you so much uh, for being on the show and helping us uh, uh, fill in uh, for Mike. And, uh, you know, we look forward to having you back on sometime in the future. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I'd love to be back, and uh, we'll see how the game goes this Saturday. Yeah, hopefully everybody comes out healthy because that's a theme that we haven't been able to escape here in Chicago. Is like we have, a, I think uh, the, the math is up to about $40 million worth of cap space on injured reserve. Uh, right now, and I, I think that's way up there as far as uh, league rankings, if you will. So uh, hopefully everybody can come out healthy and have a Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks so much, Jen, uh, from hogshaven.com, helping us preview Week 16 between the Bears and the Redskins. Really want to thank Jen Filsinger for filling in for Mike and helping us get ready for this Bears game against the Redskins on Saturday. You heard us talk about it briefly, and I mentioned it even before uh, the interview, about the Bears really needing to get off to a fast start, to, to try as best we can to take advantage of what could be the fragile psyche of the Washington Redskins going into this game. Uh, this weekend I mean it, you, you really got to try and take advantage of the moment if it exists if it's there 
The only way we're going to find out is if we actually do something to take the moment away from the Redskins, if we do something to rattle them early on. And it could be anything. You know, it could be running the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. It could be a sack fumble of Kirk Cousins on the first play of, you know, something in that regard. Forcing a turnover, a big play on first down for the Bears. Going deep up top and hitting Jeffrey on a 50-50 ball or something like that. Something to kind of steal the momentum right away. Just kind of steal the moment away from the Redskins to see, to just see. If they are psychologically damaged from losing that game against Carolina, you know, do they think that do they believe that their season is over or are they going to fight to the very end, try to win out these last two games and see what help they can get to get themselves back into the playoffs like they were uh, a year ago? Because it's a foregone conclusion. They're not going to win the division. It's already been clinched uh, by the actually I don't think it's been clinched yet, but they're definitely in in the playoffs. It's like I said, it's a foregone conclusion that's going to happen, though, but. You know, can the Bears take advantage of it? Can Barkley perform some of his fourth quarter magic on the first drive of the game? How about we treat the first quarter like the fourth quarter? You know, how we're all gung-ho, how we're no huddle, we're throwing the football all over the field. Let's do that and start the football game. The, The first drive of the game, let's go no huddle right out of the gate and try and see if we can't steal this game away from the Redskins right from the very beginning. You know, I don't I couldn't tell you how many headlines I read about how the Redskins were not fast starters this season. They're slow starters. They're this. They're that. You know, you got to watch out for the game if somebody gets an early lead on the Redskins and so on. How about we try to be the team that does that? How about we try to go out there and be aggressive and for the love of God, play to win the game. Don't play not to lose. Play to win from the moment of the from the moment of inception, the very first moment of this game. Let's get after the Redskins. I mean, you can't tell me this isn't something they're not thinking about, you know, to lose that game on national television to a team that basically has virtually no shot at the playoffs is reeling, still reeling from losing the Super Bowl last year. It's like Carolina never recovered from losing that game. You know, they've been a shell of their former selves ever since they lost that game. Then they lost the season opener to Denver. They've been reeling ever since then, you know, and right now they're trying to salvage a 500 season and and they stole a game from the Redskins at home on Monday Night Football last week and it knocked them out of the playoffs, uh, basically, because now they're behind green bay and tampa bay and these both the green bay and tampa bay have schedules in front of them that are you know seemingly an easier road than what the redskins have to do not to mention the mental hurdle that the reds and this i can't stress this enough you know I, i really do think that not because i know this and it's just it's just one of those things that you know, especially in a game like the one on Monday, they, they I mean, even the, the Hogshaven writers were warning us this is a this is a trap game. They can't fall, you know, fall victim here. They got to win this game against Carolina. You know, they number one, they need the win to keep pace. Number two, we can't lose to a team that's, you know, that's going nowhere. And then back to back Carolina and now Chicago Bears definitely not going anywhere uh, this season before they close out the year. Um against the I want to say they close out the year against the Giants but um you know it's 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 a game that they have to have 
and you know they they go and they blow it against Carolina. Now they have to go on the road. Like I said, hostile territory in Soldier Field. Um, I don't know what the conditions are going to be like. I think they're actually supposed to be warmer than usual. <laughs> so weather's probably not going to be a factor on Sunday like it has been the last couple of weeks uh, in Soldier Field. But, um, you know, uh, nonetheless, I, I really think that's what the Bears need to do. I think that will be the key to the game is getting off to a fast start that will, you know, go in, in line with possibly fracturing the you know this 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 fragile psyche that the the Redskins might have coming into this game where if if the 3 and 11 team can jump on you the way that last week's 5 and 8 opponent did then maybe we're not really good enough then maybe we should kind of pack it in and just get ready for 2017 see if the Bears can't steal the moment from the Redskins and you know get out in front of this team early and really just kind of grab them by the throat and not let go until the game is out of hand you know, so uh, that's that's pretty much my one key to the game is that the Bears have to come out on a fast start, whatever whatever that means. You know, forcing an early turnover, a sack fumble on Cousins, you know, or even just sacking Cousins. You know, making three and out and finish third down with a sack on on Kirk Cousins, bring him down. You know, that kind of thing. Force a turnover. Let's get an interception, a fumble, something like that. Fake the punt on the first drive of the game. I don't care. I don't care. Let let Pat O'Donnell run the ball. Let him throw it. I don't care. Let's do something to try to get the momentum on our side early. Let's, you know, if we get to start with the football, let's go no huddle right out of the gate. Treat it like it's the last drive of the fourth quarter against the Titans and the Redskins and everybody else that we've tried to beat, or Titans and the Packers uh, that we've tried to beat in the last uh, few weeks. You know, let's go out and treat it like that. Let's grab this game by the balls and see if we can't hang on until it's till it's out of until it's not an issue anymore. Close out the schedule uh, at home with a 500 record and see if we can't get ready to sweep the Redskins or excuse me the Vikings next Sunday to close out the season. So, like I said, that's pretty much my one key. I'm not gonna sit here like let's get Jordan Howard going and let's do this on his no 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 the hell with that. Start fast because you know I I really feel. If we start fast, if we jump all over the Redskins and before they've had a chance to, you know, to get warmed up, they're down 14 to nothing already. I think the the game is won just right then and there. The Redskins won't be able to recover. That's how I feel. So it's just the feeling that I have. It's just the feeling that I have. So I feel like if we jump all over the Redskins and get down, uh, get them down early, that will that we will have everything we need to come away uh, with the victory on sunday so that's it i'm ending it on that that's where i'm stopping so that's going to do it for the week 16 preview episode of the chicago bears review come back on monday when we'll review this game between our beloved chicago bears and the washington redskins did they do as i said you know or as i suggested or whatever did they come out with the no huddle on the first drive of the game we know they probably won't Loggins is not that clever but hopefully they will and if they didn't, uh, you know, started on defense, were they able to steal the momentum early? Were able to try and play to win the game as opposed to playing not to lose and watching it slip away. So we'll come back on Monday. We'll talk about it and see how it all went down. So until then, everybody have a very Merry Christmas from here, from us here uh, at the Chicago Bears Review. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Chicago Bears Review.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.